they never checked the car seat Off to meet the Barclays Looking like a Barbie They used to call me Charles Lee But you can call me Chucky Nice to meet you Andy Let's see y'all to welcome me into your little family But what happened to Maggie? Hello and welcome to another episode of That's a Random, a Random Movie Podcast I am, as always, Heath Lambert Oh, I got a good show tonight It's been a while in the making Things... Life gets in the way, but goddammit, we made it work. My guest this evening, I forgot your name already. <laughs> it's Poltergeist OD. Goddamn, is it Corey? It is Corey. It is Corey, okay. <laughs> I'm not bad. And his lovely fiance, Alex, they were just engaged this week. Mazel tov. Thank you. Everybody, for real. You're going to hear a clip at the beginning. You, well, you just heard a clip at the beginning of the episode. I'm telling you what, if you like rap music, if you like horror movies, if you like both of those things, they come together beautifully. And this man, Poltergeist Doom, go listen to his stuff. He's got songs about Psycho. He's got he's got songs about Michael Myers. I mean, he's great. He's awesome. Go check out his stuff. He's all right. <laughs> and I'm betting not terribly inspired to write any bars about tonight's movie. Uh, Billy Club, <laughs> a slasher film. <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. Anyway, I'm blah blah blah. <laughs> hi everybody. Say hi. Say hi to everybody. Hi guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is my first podcast ever, so I just want to extend a big thank you to you for inviting me on. Absolutely. I've had a lot of. I've been a lot of people's first podcasts, so that's good. Uh, Hopefully not your last. My. my... 200th podcast wow i've done quite a few yeah man i just i just also want to thank you for inviting my fiance onto the show because like nobody does this and it's very cool for you too because like she's just as much of a horror nerd as i am uh yeah well that was the thing i saw she was on i saw she was on slasher too when you when you did the when you announced your engagement and i was like fuck. i mean how often does you know yeah yeah straight up i mean we both joined in like 2019 yeah, when it like I, started i haven't been on it in a long time i'm i am not a big social media person but i really love slasher i have to say i gotta get back on it it's a it's an incredible platform it's i've gleaned many a wonderful guest for this program from slasher <laughs> including damon the creator of slasher Shout out to Damon. Yeah. Love that dude. Yes. Good dude. Literally created a community for horror fans, which, okay, I've been canceled on Facebook many times. And not even for things, not even for the things don't... you should be canceled for, for like yeah. bullshit. It's because I do <laughs> right. stuff and they don't let me make new pages on Facebook now. So I've been relying on like Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, which I have an account warning on TikTok as well. But right. Slasher is the one place where I really, truly feel comfortable. So if you're listening to this podcast and you aren't on Slasher, I highly suggest you go make an account right now. Add me up. I'm poltergeist underscore OD on all social media. So if you are on social media at all, that's how you can add me. Let's talk horror. Slasher is a home for people like us. <laughs> for sure. Uh, let, let's, I mean, you're, you're, we're here to talk about Billy Club, but also... Uh, to talk about your music as well let's let's do it let's inform people about i mean first off i want it was it was an up and down week for you because you got engaged which was great uh but you had what would have been a really cool 
show get canceled due to weather, tell them who you were supposed to open for earlier this week. Well, I was supposed to open for Method Man, Red Man, and Chris Calico on Monday. Come on. Method Man couldn't make his flight from Toronto to Alberta in time on Monday, so we postponed the show to Wednesday. And we got him to Vancouver, but then a bunch of flights from Vancouver to Alberta were canceled because of weather. Yeah, the weather has been nuts in Canada, by the way. It's it's very I'm, unpredictable. I'm in northern Minnesota, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so you're as close as you can get. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yes, you understand. Like, things happen, and we we didn't make the Edmonton show. It's fine. Uh, there's going to be more opportunities in the future. There's no hard feelings between me and any of the members involved in the show. Still, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they got back to New York safely. You know, a bit of a disappointment, but, you know, it, it's really cool that he was even booked for it in the beginning, you know? Uh, there was only, yeah. only three openers booked for this show, and he was picked right off the bat a long time ago. So... It's cool. That, that's my thought on it. You know, you know how many A-list uh, rappers I I've been hired to open for <laughs> zero. <laughs> so you're all, already. I mean, from the Jump Street, you're cooler than me. And now list off Fine. list off uh, all of the other artists that you have opened for because that's I'm impressive as well. Yeah. He he has opened for lots of big artists, and I mean like fiance brag here. Like he's opened for Tech Nine like three times. Tell me, tell them, babe. Yeah, uh, I've opened for Tech a few times. Uh, Chris Calico, who was supposed to be on this show as well, I've opened for him a few times. Uh, Swollen Members, uh, Mercules, Junk, Snack the Ripper, uh, Sweatshop Union, Stitches. I've op- I've opened for a lot of really famous rappers. Still working my way up there, but uh, this, this... yeah, my my shit's like very niche, like. Uh, for those listening who don't know who I am already, I make songs based from the perspective of horror movie villains. So like, what if Chucky was a rapper? What if Michael Myers was a rapper? What if Leatherface was a rapper? What would they say in a song? What would their song be like? So when I write, I kind of, it's it's almost like acting in a way where I have to like play that character in the song. So, like, I just made, like, a Killer Clowns from Outer Space song, and it's a little bit more goofy and fun and uh, less bar-oriented. Uh, the, Mar- the, Mars the Mars Attack song is, is fun, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I try to match, like, what I'm doing and, like, my cadence in the song has to match what the vibe of the movie is. So if it's a more silly movie, then my I'll put on a silly voice. I'll write sillier, more corny stuff. But if it's something like Michael Myers, Leatherface, where it's like a serious slasher, I'll have more aggression in my style. Uh, the bars will be more serious. And like, I, it's like I'm taking on the character. And for the record, with acts, I'm some of the acts in the background. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good <laughs> I'm actually in a lot more of his songs than people think. When you go to it's YouTube, fun. how long have you guys been together? 10 years. 10 years. All right. Well, you took your time, sir. We, yeah, we 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 took our time we, sure was, we're not exactly like traditional yeah we're super not traditional oh, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> you're right well when <laughs> you thing. when you go to youtube and you watch his videos and you see artwork you know his places his artwork you did that artwork alex yes most of it yeah that was me see the dynamic uh, duo 
I designed his logo. I, I do most of, if not all of his graphics. I, I do a lot of his videography work as well. He does all the editing, but I'm the one behind the camera a lot of the times. Like all of his old music videos, those were all me. <laughs> Are you wearing a um, Poltergeist OD shirt right now? I am actually. Okay. And she I, designed, I designed this it. <laughs> See? Yes, and she designs all my merch too. I think that's, and you might hate this word, adorable. <laughs> <laughs> we get that a lot she's my biggest fan i am my That's spotify wrapped every year he's my number one artist i listen to his music just the other night he woke up in the middle of the night and i was sitting up in bed listening to his music yeah and i'm like can you turn this shit off <laughs> <laughs> i'm so tired of it <laughs> like That's straight up cool. like when i put a song out i've heard it so many times i just like don't even want to listen to it anymore but I want to listen to it a million times. Because you have bad taste in music. Would it get and old <laughs> if if he just rapped around all day, like just around the house when he's trying oh, to like, he here's what we need from I the do. store, and he raps it at you? Would you? Would that be annoying? <laughs> no, not at all. It's what he does. Honestly, uh, he's does actually anyway. written a lot of my fucking bars. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there's 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 a lot of bars in my songs that like she writes because i'll run a line by her and I'll, I'll be like man i need a build up i need a punchline here i need like some kind of simile and she'll be like what about this and we'll bounce ideas off each other so i guess in a way she's like kind of my ghost writer <laughs> it's like That's it's like cool. in house when he when he gets all the the nurses or whatever in the one room and he like has his whiteboard and he just bounces ideas off of them until they give him something that he can use and it's never lupus never Never Except lupus. that one time it was lupus and took everyone by surprise. <laughs> Absolutely. Jokes from a show from like 10 years ago. So when you, when you're, I assume when someone hires you to open for them, they've heard your, like you're not, you're, you're doing your regular horror stuff when you open for them. Your neat, quote unquote uh, niche stuff, or do you have other more quote unquote mainstream stuff that you do? for that i do i do have uh like when i make a set list for a show like that where it's going to be a more general hip-hop head type audience i do have more general uh hip-hoppy type stuff that i do uh for this show because red man was in seed of chucky i have a child's play song and i have a chucky doll and i was going to bring the chucky doll up on stage dedicate the song to him and like do that song for him Obviously, that didn't work out, but like, yeah, sometimes I sprinkle in my horror stuff, but for the most part, I try to stick to the more like uh, general rappy type stuff. Unless it's like Halloween, because I booked, I, I get booked like for a lot of October shows. Clearly, October is my month. <laughs> and, it's actually uh, absurd the amount of people that approach him to do shows in October. <laughs> yeah. So, like, for those types of shows, I, I usually like nail in my horror stuff for sure well that's all very very cool i'm glad you're both here let's talk billy club from 2014 i feel like oh my god it's a movie 2013 oh i have okay i might the internet might have lied to me i have 2014 but either oh way. really it, it does say 2014 on tubi huh oh well i maybe maybe it was i'm sorry i did a little googling maybe it was the crowdfunding was in 2013 but I apologize. <laughs> no, or it might have been it might have been made in 2013, but didn't come out till 2014. I've had movies on yeah, here that, that have different names depending on 
where you look, so the gear is not a problem. I feel like Billy Club is a movie that earlier in this show's life, earlier in my podcast career, I would have been a lot harsher on. Like if this, if I'd gotten this in the first 50 episodes where I was still a sweet summer child who didn't know what I was in for, um, <laughs> I would have been like, oh, this is a terrible low budget shit. But I've watched legitimate low budget shit <laughs> so many times for this show because it's random. I don't get to pick. So it's usually, I get a lot of bottom of the barrel garbage from Tubi. Which I, I feel love, like love. <laughs> this isn't that. It's fine. I mean, it's clearly low budget. But, I've, man, have I, I've watched so much worse for this show, so I kind of, yeah. I don't know, it's okay, it's fine, it's an easy 90 minutes I, to get I through. Like, 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 with the intro, like, the first five minutes where they're setting up the movie, it does very well, the cinematography is great, uh, once the acting starts, that's There's when I'm like, oh, okay, so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's that. Yeah. So, I'm on the terms of budget, actually, um, I actually did a little bit of research about this movie after I watched it. And uh, so the the director made one movie before this called Blood Junkie. Blood Junkie. Thank you. And um, that tracks that movie, that movie he made off of only like eight thousand dollars. But this movie, he found a sponsor who would sponsor fifteen thousand dollars if the director was also able to crowdfund another fifteen thousand dollars by I don't know when the crowdfunding started, but they had until September 2nd to reach the $15,000 goal on their Kickstarter. And uh, they hit it. So that's they had a, a way bigger budget than their first movie, which is pretty cool. I'm actually excited to check out Blood Junkie because yeah. if it's like $8,000, I would love to see what that did. I mean, and that movie started this guy, you know, like, yeah, it was, I would love to check it out after this as well. When I've the bar that I've kind of figured out for me, because we had a an episode way back uh, on a movie called Point of Fear. We actually had the guy who made that movie on the show and made fun of the movie to his face, which was fun. <laughs> no, but he no, guys. but he was he was in on it. You know, he was he knows he's like a children's book author now. It was just something he did with his friends fifteen years ago. Oh, so he's God. he's what got a good sense of humor about transition. it. But. I asked him what the budget for that movie was because IMDb said $5,000. And he goes, no, that's just the lowest they'll allow you to put on IMDb. It was more like $2,000. Oh, my God. Oh, no. And so my bar and that movie, as bad as it looks, the bar that I said is if you think about Clerks, right? Clerks came out in 1993. That cost $20,000. If you made a movie for $2,000 that looks better than Clerks, you did okay. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, no, you know yeah, what I mean? Right? So. And like, okay, when when I talk about my bar, I love movies like Birdemic, Manborg, just crap. I like crap. Like the worse it is, the better it is to me. So like what like when when I first watched Billy Club, like I said, like the setup was great. I was like, oh shit, this is actually a pretty decent movie. The acting started in the bar. I was like, oh, okay, never mind. It's not going to be that good, but. At about like the half hour mark, it picks back up again, and I'm like, "Holy fuck! Like this is actually a really decent movie." For what it is, yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah, it opens with uh, our our slasher villain. Kind of, we don't get to really see him, but he's crafting his weapon of choice, which is a baseball bat. He's pounding nails into it. He's building in like a slide in, like a hidden knife that slides in and out, like a bayonet kind of. Right. Yeah. 
that's like retractable. Yeah, it's a pretty strong open. It's almost like the Freddy Krueger fashioning the glove in the boiler room yeah, at the beginning the of New Nightmare. Yeah, oh. I I literally got the exact same vibe, the New Nightmare vibe when they were uh, when they were uh, crafting the Freddy glove. Mm-hmm. I you Fuck. got to it before me. <laughs> you fucking nerds. <laughs> well, and it's obviously uh, horror nerds who made this movie as well. I mean, it, it kind of wears oh, yeah, its influences yeah. on its sleeve, and that's that's okay. It's not straight like out ripping homage, anything yeah, off. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's like yeah. it's like an homage to seventies, eighties slashers. I think they even said that, like when they were doing their Kickstarter. Yeah, absolutely. And um, actually, uh, on the terms of the weapon, there, uh, when I was going down my Google bender there, um, I found the Kickstarter, the original Kickstarter page, and he explained how he made the weapon for the movie, and it's it's PVC piping and a pool noodle essentially with. <laughs> It's really cool how he made it. Yeah, he like slid the pool noodle over the PVC pipe for like stability, carved it into a baseball bat, and then painted it. And that's yeah. it. So, so that it's like, could, it's like, like a LARP the... weapon. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. I love that. Very cool. Yeah. If you get a chance to look at the Kickstarter video, anyone anyone who's listening to this, like go check it out. It's actually pretty funny. He explains how he made the prop, which is really cool for anyone who wants to get into it. And also, it's just a really funny video because his cat keeps meowing in the background, and it's it's got a very funny finish. I won't spoil to anyone who's gonna look it up, but okay. definitely worth checking out. Yeah, you did more research than 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 I did for sure. So that's good to know. She definitely did more than I did. It's my first podcast. I had to, right? I watched it. I was like, yeah, it's okay. I'm ready. It's appreciated. (laughs) So after the crafting the weapon, we get this flashback about, we get a number of these flashbacks about these missing people because someone is looking up their newspaper stories on like a, what is it called? Not Filofax. I always forget the name. What's it called? At the lab. We don't even have them anymore, do we? No, they definitely do still in like libraries with them. the archives yeah um what's the name of that I, machine though i can't remember I either have for, i have forgotten the name of that machine on this show before Hang damn on. it <laughs> yeah i have no idea the newspaper reels like we've yeah, all the seen thing where you look at the screen and it'll show you can flip through all the old newspapers but then we zoom into that it's flashbacks to these sort of previous victims and stuff we'll get a couple throughout the movie and it's this drunk comes out of the bar and he's peeing in the alley and he comes down the fire escape i don't know where was he up on the roof waiting like the crow what is he doing up there but this guy in full like umpire's gear with this nail studded bat like just all decked out so you can't see who it is and drills this guy in the head with the fucking nail bat after the worst acting drunk i have ever seen oh my god he could not get over it yeah, like I, I was almost mad about like how bad this person was at acting drunk. I've been blackout drunk many, many times. I'm Canadian. I live blackout drunk. This fucking like bartender is your job. <laughs> Give me another drink. Like I just, who the fuck? You gotta. I think like I don't know. I don't act, so I don't know. Don't fucking take my word for this, but I think you should get blackout drunk, film yourself, and then try to mimic that when you do when you do shots like this. Yeah, they might have been better off just getting that guy blackout drunk for real and just letting him go. <laughs> you can see it probably would have been better than pretending. I agree. <laughs> 
And then he also, so he kills this guy and then he has like a photograph we can't see the front of, but he's burning, he burns a hole through it with like a blowtorch, which I feel like that's, except the blowtorch would, I feel would set the whole thing on fire, but it seems like a cigarette yeah, it's would It's very localized. I was actually curious on how they did that, actually, how they localized the little burn marks over just their face. Actually, I don't quote me on this, but I, I think those old like Kodaks, like printed out photos, I think those ones, like you could, if you had a blowtorch, just burn a single hole and move on. Like, it's not like super flammable paper, right? The way it bubbles up in the, in the, uh, this is nit- this is nitpicky like, shit, uh, <laughs> which is part of the job. But <laughs> oh, speaking of movie magic, you brent- you mentioned the umpire mask earlier, and I just want to mention like with along with the the prop of the baseball bat, uh, the the umpire mask. Um, the the director actually bought a suitcase at a garage sale, and he used that to fashion the mask. I'm gonna interrupt you there. She Her family's British. Uh, she, she says garage instead of garage. I wasn't gonna say anything. He, exactly. <laughs> Everyone says something. No, I was gonna let it slide because I, I kind of uh, love it. <laughs> I don't know. You guys say it wrong. Do you say, say aluminum? When, no, come on. Oh. The 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 sound it just sounds dirty in my mouth like it (laughs) dirty in her mouth listen to this one oh get out of here (laughs) uh it's like okay so like you're (laughs) lost in the desert you're dehydrated do you see a mirage oh my god (laughs) it's like gif gif or jif right yeah well it's jif no it's not it's gif no, it's the dude GIF. who created the GIF format even made a statement saying it's pronounced GIF. But I've also heard the uh, argument <laughs> stands for graphics. It's not yes. graphic. It's not graphics. Oh, whatever. Yeah. It's graphics garage. with a G. <laughs> garage, garage, garage. Anyways, all right. I don't Anyways. want you to listen. Listen, I've had, I've had three couples on this show before. Yeah. Two of them are fine. One of them immediately broke up after they oh, were on this show. So I don't want to start shit. Okay? I don't want that on my conscience. So don't please, worry. no fighting. We've, had the, we've been having the garage debate for 10 years. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. She says dumb. It's fine. You say it dumb. <laughs> Yo, his, most of his... Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. A, a majority of his fans are in the UK, and I feel like they'll appreciate my enunciation. Okay. I, I appreciate it. But as they're well. also wrong. Pronunciation, not uh, goddamn. So yes, the mask. You were saying. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so the mask was fashioned out of an old leather suitcase he bought at a garage sale, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty cool. That's also in his Kickstarter video. Again, I recommend anyone who really enjoyed this movie to just go look it up. It's it's really funny. Totally worth like, checking. Wouldn't out. it be easier to just buy an umpire mask and like retrofit it however you need to to make it look cooler or whatever? Like well, why build it out of a suitcase? But, uh, that seems I feel like I feel like productive. those those retro umpire masks were discontinued in like nineteen twenties or something like that. I I did I don't know the exact date, but but to buy an actual one would be a lot more costly than to just fashion your own. And also, I think it's very cool that they made their own because it has this like like creepy uniqueness about it where it's like uh yeah you don't see masks actually like the one in the movie yeah it it looks shitty which makes it creepy 
Okay, I need to hire you to be my researcher. I need to hire you to do a theme song for my show. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> what I, would it cost? I'm... No, legitimately, what would it cost if I wanted one million dollars? If I needed a theme song for my show, uh, I will DM you because, uh, like, I'll do it for free. I'll write and record the song. Well, you for are free. an artist. You deserve to be paid. I'm just curious what your going rate would be. I don't even know if I for sure want one, but I might. A flat of craft dinner. <laughs> oh wait americans don't know what craft dinner is yeah mac and cheese mac and no cheese. i know i know craft mac and cheese i'll dm you i'm we'll american talk about, but i'm well uh, read because like i don't i don't uh make my own beats and i don't mix and master my own things so i outsource for those so you pay for those and i'll gotcha. do your song all right it wouldn't be the first time he's done a graphic for a for a podcast a graphic no, a graphic. It's it's the term for... Oh, fuck you. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so Bobby, and I put that... It's, it's a bit of a spoiler, but I put that in air quotes. Bobby uh, comes into Allison's bar. Allison is our main girl. Bobby's kind of our main guy. She's a tomboy or used... I don't know. She has a very strange line that... Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. like... Oh, look at you. You're all grown up. I'm the same tomboy I always was, except for these. And, like, points at her boobs. I'm like, you haven't seen this man in 15 years. Why are you accentuating your breasts, ma'am? Yeah. <laughs> oh, lordy. And, like, there's, like, a bunch of shots of them, like, like uh, the camera moving up her body from her mm-hmm. legs up and everything, accentuating. Look at how hot she is. Don't get me wrong. She is definitely a, a lovely lady, but... Uh... She's small town hot. Yeah. Sure. I mean, this, this entire movie was filmed in Wisconsin, and the director said when he was questioned about the, his choice of uh, locations, he said, I could have filmed in L.A., but when you want to film at a location in L.A., they immediately want $10,000 off the bat. He was like, I went to Wisconsin to film, and everyone was just asking me how they could help. He said... Um, you're more likely to get people to invite you into their home, evacuate for the whole day, ask you what they can do to help you, and then bake you cookies. <laughs> and that makes sense. That's probably happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just probably. gonna go ahead and assume somebody baked these guys cookies during the filming of this movie. The the bar scenes, like all the bar scenes, the bartender who or uh, the owner of the bar actually was like so elated that they were filming in his location like he shut his bar down for a couple days and just did everything he could to help these guys out he was so excited i mean i would be too oh yeah so my respect for this movie is going up and up i should have read up as much as you did i would have i would have had way more respect for this movie that's what i'm here (laughs) for (laughs) this this movie won a bunch of awards Allison's like, oh my god, you're Bobby, what's this? But we were in, you know, I haven't seen you in forever. Here's my number one issue with this movie. It's not the budget, it's not... It's the idea... If it, if we were talking high school baseball, I could get behind this. We are talking yeah, yeah. about Little League. Little these people league. act... It's like Al Bundy and his touchdown in high school, except it's... These are grown adults who yeah, still pine for and think about and live for Little League. When they were like 10. That's sad, dude. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> there's, this, there's this one scene where they go to this like house that some of the people are living in and they like smack the outside wind, uh, outside sign and it drops the set of spare house keys and it's got a little baseball glove on it. 
And I just turned to Corey and I was like, these people experienced extreme trauma with that baseball team, but they're still glorifying it. it yeah. It does not make sense to me. I thought the baseball theme was cool really and cool. unique, but they fucking played the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. And even, I mean, I understand like the trauma bonding thing. I get that aspect of it, but just the way that they talk about like, oh, it was the best time of our lives when you were at 11. That's fucking sad, dude. That is so sad. Your life peaked at Little League. No. The drunk guy at the very beginning, when he like gets kicked out of the bar and he's wandering down the alley, he keeps going freaking bartender. Like he knows her name. They've been in the same town their whole lives. They were on the same little league team. But he's like freaking bartender kicking me out. Like what? See, I don't think I think okay, we can talk about this because I think that was a different bar in a different place because that guy moved away. Because otherwise, because if it's her, if it's Allison who kicked him out of the bar, then she would immediately recognize that that is not him when he comes to her bar. Because spoiler alert for the end of this movie, this guy Bobby who shows up has killed real Bobby and taken his place. Oh. Yeah. I missed that. Yeah, Bobby's Billy. Oh, shit. I'm oh, sorry. wow. <laughs> so I think, real, I think real Bobby like moved out of town and went somewhere else because no one recognized when billy shows up pretending to be bobby everyone's like oh yeah i guess i guess that's what you would look like when you grew up like this must be yeah. he says he's bobby so he no, must be even though it's billy. Wiser. yeah so he must have like left town or something and they haven't seen him since he was 11 or whatever because I just some of that stuff falls that, apart uh, i assume that billy killed bobby yes bobby is the guy in the, the drunk guy in the alley at the beginning Oh, oh my God! Shit. He How kills him first that? and assumes his identity, steals his car. I'm so sorry, I missed that. <laughs> we both actually missed that. Yo, weed is, le- weed is legal where I live. I was very stoned when I watched this movie. That <laughs> might not be the wrong way to do it. Um, yeah, <laughs> this, that first guy we saw like in the flashback was purpose. all the fucking research I did. <laughs> yeah, the, that first guy in the flashback was real Bobby. Billy kills him and assumes his identity. Right. Okay. okay yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. Oh, Which is that why that so much more that had to be a different bar because otherwise Allison would know him, and she yeah, doesn't. That clearly, totally so. makes sense. Also, at this bar is this Johnny Knoxville-looking motherfucker, uh, <laughs> Kyle. Am I bananas, or does he not look exactly like Johnny? Like there was that period of Johnny yeah. Knoxville when he had the big stash and the Texas waterfall. Yeah. He looks just like Johnny Knoxville, and it was distracting to me. <laughs> Also at the bar is Danny, who's kind of the last member of this foursome of, yeah, they were just, they were on a little league team when they were little, and they bullied the shit out of this Billy kid. Yeah. And thought thought I mean, they flat out killed him and left. <laughs> like, yeah. And then. I mean, and like, he, what a brutal thing to, could you imagine being a kid and experiencing that? Like, that's fucked up. No, yeah, that's bad. I understand why they're, they should be more messed up than they are, really. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Which is like that again. Like, why are they still obsessed with baseball after dealing with something like that? Yeah. I would probably never think about baseball again. Yeah. I would have moved. <laughs> yeah. The kid that you bullied came back to the field later that night when you thought you had drowned him by accident and killed your coach and two of your friends, like brutally, like shoved a baseball bat down the coach's throat, like. That 
that scene reminded me of Jack Frost, the was... horror movie when like the axe was shoved down uh, that guy's throat. Yeah. The amount of force it would take to shove half a baseball bat down somebody's throat. A fucking what? 10-year-old child did that? I don't know. Maybe he used another baseball bat to hammer it down. This kid must <laughs> have had peg. one hell of a swing. It reminded me of, have you seen Identity? Identity, it reminded me of that. I think that's how Jake Busey dies in that movie. The yes, John the Cusack woman movie. Back in uh, Ray Liotta. Right, yeah. In the hotel. That's such a good movie. R.I.P. Ray Liotta. So now our, 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 our sort of cast is assembled. Yeah, it's sad that they're so obsessed with Little League, but they've decided, like, it's the 15-year anniversary of this horrible thing that happened. Let's, you're back in town. They, I guess Allison and Bobby were each other's first kiss. Yeah. And so there's kind of something, kind of, they're hoping to rekindle there. Kyle's also talking about, like, oh, I've banged her a couple times. Like, we've hooked up over the years and stuff. Kyle's the mullet guy, right? Even though his, his big reveal later on. Yeah. Kyle, which was my favorite scene in the whole movie. Kyle's my favorite character because I fucking know people like that guy. Mm-hmm. Like when he comes into the bathroom in the beginning of the movie, and he's like, "Take me out to the bathroom." He's just pissing next to this dude. He's got a whole jingle written. I, I loved it. I fucking know that guy. We all know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> can we, can we talk about the pizza guy? The the pizza guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's another goes, flashback. He goes to deliver the pizza to this guy's house. He obviously called it and then was like, oh, I didn't order this. And then guy's walking away. He's like, what if I pay you half? But he turns around, takes a bite out of the pizza, spits it on the ground, throws the rest on the ground and like fucking just smashes it. Awesome. Awesome retail payback that anyone who has worked retail wishes they could have done to a customer at some point. And they also he throws a piece of pizza against the guy's like window, and the guy's like following the meat down. Like, oh my oh, that's, pizza! That's one of the best. So things. silly. <laughs> it's a little so over the top, good. but it's fine. I loved it. I think that was that was my second favorite scene for sure. But then he gets yeah. Then he gets he runs into Billy the umpire or the baseball slasher in the middle of the road and like makes him crash his car and he kills him too. So he's killing a number of people like before the movie even started because these are, this is, whoever is looking this up in the newspaper is yeah. reading these stories that we're seeing flashbacks about. Our four main cast decide it's the 50th anniversary. Let's take a road trip. I mean, you're just back in town and we kind of don't know you anymore, but let's all go, you know. I have to say I really enjoyed the editing of this film. I thought it flowed really well. Yeah, for what they had with footage, the editing is fucking really well really, done. Really, really well done. Yeah, it's an easy Especially watch. for the budget, too. It doesn't drag, that's for sure. And just like, you know, from, from the artistic standpoint, like, the, the zoom-ins on the numbers when he, like, rotates them and then um, does his branding, like, I just think it, the cinematography and the way it was edited was really well done. So the, props to whoever was in charge of that. The branding itself reminded me of the Frighteners. Yeah, I didn't think of that, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, we should mention he's got also part of this bat weapon. He's got like these rotating numbers that he heats up with the blowtorch so that he can brand his victims with their Little League Baseball jersey number. Awesome. So awesome. That's actually very cool. (laughs) Yeah. There were definitely certain parts of this movie that I was like, fuck yeah, during. (laughs) 
Yeah, it goes some places for sure. Uh, they stop for like gas or something and behind the building, and this comes of absolutely nothing, but Danny sees like this abusive old man like smacking this kid around and yelling at him. But then we, that, that we never, that, nothing comes of that. So I don't know, that was kind of a detour. I guess it makes him flash back to how abusive, verbally abusive their coach was. Yeah. And that's kind of the only purpose of that. And he was a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. He's the, yeah. A real loud, verbally abusive, you know, oh, you should have let, you should have let the pitcher hit you instead of trying to hit that ball because we would have got a walk or whatever. And they repeat that line throughout the movie as well. Like that really stuck with, uh, with Billy. Yeah. Stand up for yourself. Because when, when the, I forget who it was, like what his title was in the movie but the guy who dragged him out of the uh the the dunk cage and like gave him the heimlich and then like taught him like you gotta stand up for yourself that was just that really stuck in billy's mind and he keeps repeating that kind of shit over and over right yeah you know like the groundskeeper willie guy who <laughs> saved him yeah. from drowning <laughs> you get me yeah make way for willie <laughs> They're being followed on their road trip by somebody. We, it'll be a while before we know who it is, but somebody's like keeping an eye on them and driving after them. And the photo that they have of them as a little league team says 1981, and it's the 15th anniversary. So this movie is set in 1996 for some reason. I read, I read late 80s, early 90s. I didn't. No, get... they uh, they establish it right in the beginning of the movie with the newspaper reel uh, that it was 1996. Yeah. Hmm. It's just oddly a period piece for, <laughs> I don't know why that is. Maybe, I don't know. In, I suppose in 1981, Little League was kind of a bigger deal and it would be. So the director said that um, when he was planning this movie, what he wanted to do was uh, he wanted to pay homage to like 90s horror before it got like big and popular. But he did it like 10 years too early because now 90s is just like really popular in cinema. But that's that's what he said he was going for is he wanted to bring out like a nineties like slasher kind of feel. Then we get another flashback to this uh Vanessa lady who's it's Halloween night. She's doesn't have any candy for the trick-or-treaters, so she gives them sugar packets. <laughs> sugar packets. Why did she answer the door? She's looking good. She was looking good. Good titties. Yeah, she looks like she's gonna go out for a Halloween party or something, but she's not prepared for these trick-or-treaters, and when she goes back in the house, our Billy Slasher is in there and kills her. So, yeah, we'll come to learn these were all other members of the Little League team that bullied this kid, and he didn't get to kill that night back when. They get pulled over by this shit cop, this (laughs) small-town southern cop guy, Mad scientist police yeah. officer. Yeah, he looks like yeah, he's got like Doc Brown hair and like, <laughs> or crazy. He looks like uh, Bruce Dern in the Burbs. <laughs> back to the nineties. But he winds up arresting Bobby under sort of presumption of DUI. Kyle's like hiding in the back of the truck with the beer and like. Yeah, and the foot, the foot pops up. He's like, oh, you got a case of beer. You got a six pack back here. But he takes, but he only takes Bob. I suppose because Bobby was Bobby was driving, right? And everybody else, most some of Danny like runs off into the woods, like. Uh, 
So Bobby was his the option. Scene, the scene where uh, she finds his like hidden lair and she finds that like chain thing, the crank, mm-hmm. and she like she like triggers it and unleashes it. I, I know Corey wanted to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. She finds like his layer, which is uh, underneath a home plate right in front of the town's lake. And it goes down into a place that is, a. I don't know how they got electricity down there and who's paying the bills. Maybe we have to come to the So yeah, maybe, but <laughs> movie magic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she hits this reel and it starts cranking this chain which brings up all of his victims to the surface of the lake. Strategically placed at, like, home bases and shit. Yeah, I thought that was really, really cool. That was really cool. It's a cool visual, but if you stop and think about it for four seconds, it's the stupidest goddamn thing you've ever seen. Because (laughs) So he got out of the asylum and took the time to come back to his town and build this underground dungeon chamber and swim out in the pond... And rig up all of this like it's it's that's bananas. Yes, yeah. little known fact: <laughs> all umpires are engineers. <laughs> I guess so. And electricians. Yeah, right. They're dual ticketed. He had a lot of time to think about his future, you know. Studied a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, he drew it all. He drew it all on the underside of his bed or whatever. Yeah, on the underside of their couch. How did that happen? That he drew those sketches underneath their, like, futon. I still don't even know whose place this is. They go to this cabin or whatever. They're like, oh, this is so-and-so's. Whose? I don't know. I don't... Yeah. Oh, oh my God. The scene where she, like, comes in and she's like, someone ate all my mushrooms. Or someone (laughs) ate all my chocolates. And he was like, well, that's whatever. What is... What's the big deal? And she was like, they were zoomies. And he was like, what are zoomies? Boomers, she called Boomers, sorry. Yeah, my bad. And he's like, she's like, they're mushrooms. And then the scene where it like cuts to like him being chased down the road by the quad, I laughed my ass off. (laughs) (laughs) What an authentic reaction. You're on a quad, the shit's hitting you, and you're like just casually strolling down. And this dude comes up on you in a big truck honking his horn. You're going to be screaming your ass off. And his face was so red. I just, I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that scene is something <laughs> for sure oh, one of my favorite things in movies they when they have mushroom trips in movies i always think they're hilarious because it's like the actors get a chance to just give her you know and they always give her we're so canadian they just give her <laughs> whatever in and the you garage haven't, you haven't given... said a boot once so you're fine oh it's the boot time i did <laughs> They find the coach's grave, which has been dug up, which, as you said, his body is in a diorama in the pond. But so they're like, oh, God, this must mean, you know, if if coach's body is dug up, then this must be must mean Billy's back. That's a I, I feel like that's a leap, but <laughs> they're correct. So <laughs> then this arm, the guy who was following them shows up to that cabin they were at when they're all gone for the day because Bobby's locked up, everybody else is out, with a gun. Oh, this is where Danny, Danny's hiding under the bed. Yeah. Because this guy with a gun just walked into, again, I don't know whose cabin this is. Does this guy belong there? I thought maybe it was his cabin and they broke into it. But this is the no, guy no, that was following uh, him. 
that's the that's the guy that when the girl is perched in there later like freaking out that's the guy she shoots he's like a fbi dude who's been uh like researching the murders yeah he says i'm a cop cop yeah yeah but we don't know that at this point yeah sorry he's just some guy and he's gets on the phone with somebody and he's like somebody's gonna die here so we're like okay is this who's you know there's a lot of red herrings going on yeah, I also feel like a cop wouldn't be like, somebody's going to die here. Somebody might get arrested if you're a cop. Yeah. Um, small town, who knows? Movie magic. Movie magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's obviously not communicating with the local law enforcement because they already got one of this group locked up in a cell. Yeah. So, but he just wants to talk to them with his folder full of photos, but they don't know that. <laughs> you know... If that guy had come forward a little, he probably could have stopped the whole thing. Yeah, Danny eats all of her chocolates for breakfast because he's there by himself and not knowing that they are chock full of mushrooms. And now and then he's, (laughs) yeah, he steals the ATV and is tear-assing through the woods. He runs into Billy Club and doesn't, at first he doesn't think he's real. That was, I like that part of it. That was the funny part to me where he's like, you're not even real, man. And then he's like, oh shit, you are real. Fuck, 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 fuck. And he's trying to like run away. (laughs) Like you said, mushroom trips, man. Like in the movie Shrooms, when that dude's in the forest and he's like picturing the cow, hilarious. Even in in Midsommar when they're having the mushroom trip, fucking hilarious. I love mushroom trips in movies. Yeah, if you want to impress (laughs) Alex, put a mushroom trip in your movie. I'm into it. Noted. Kyle also finds Kyle finds because they're just driving Bobby's truck around while Bobby's locked up. He finds a gun in the glove box and he's like, "Whoa, why was Bob? Why does Bobby have a gun?" And by gun, I mean it's like an old timey revolt. Like it looks old balls. Yeah, it looks like you have to pack it to shoot. (laughs) It's practically like a six shooter from the old west. But he fucking drops it at some point and it goes off randomly in the wood. Like nothing happens. Like when, uh, like he was he was chasing after the guy on mushrooms, and then he drops the gun he was holding. The gun fires. I was like, okay, they're gonna cut to that guy on shrooms going, what the fuck was that? They didn't. It just kind of <laughs> like happened. He picked it back up, and then kept going, and it just like I don't know. I think it's and just to show. What I mean, a like in movies, like never. <laughs> Yeah. They never acknowledge in movies how loud a gun actually is. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's the cla- like, that's the you're only not thing gonna... in movies where there's a silencer and it just goes foop, foop, which is horseshit. <laughs> the silencer yeah, is yeah. still loud as shit. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to help. The mushrooms are not going to... That's only going to exacerbate <laughs> yeah. whatever situation you're in. So, Which for him is yeah. I think with a movie like scared this, on an ATV. We're just going to assume that Plot holes don't exist. Movie magic. Movie magic. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to I try to nitpick where I can and maybe not take everything apart too much. I mean, the budget of this film and the, you know, I think this film was really well done for what it is. I really appreciated it. It was better than I expected. Yeah. But I, I didn't know what we were walking into. We didn't look up a synopsis. We didn't look up a trailer. We just went in blind. That's and what I, uh, do I, I really enjoyed it, honestly. <laughs> I hated it for the first like twenty minutes. Anytime they gave an emotional speech, Corey was like, "Oh my god!" And he's looking at his phone, scrolling Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean Allison's yeah, speech? The speech is uh, what was the... her name? Um, Allison has their when yeah. they're around the campfire, I, like I the stars that. 
Something about the stars burning the stars, bright and burnt. Like, yeah. come on, this is a different oh, movie, man. Not in this movie. <laughs> Gross. Could have done. Could have done without. Yeah, I could have. <laughs> <laughs> but Danny gets got. He's he's hauling ass away on the ATV, screaming, and then Billy Club appears in front of him with the bayonet and decapitates him as he drives by in the ATV, which is pretty dope. Not bad. I think. My my biggest disappointment with this movie was that the killer was exactly who I expected it to be from the first five minutes. Yeah, it was very, very obvious. Which is funny because you guys didn't, you guys didn't like even catch movie. that Bobby had replaced the real Billy and you still knew who it was. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they tried uh, to throw you the off. The second he walked into the bar. I turned to Corey and I was like, if this guy turns out to be the killer, I'm going to be disappointed. Lo and behold. I was actually kind of hoping it would be the girl. Yeah. I mean, I still would have expected it, but it would have been a little bit better, in my opinion. I don't I'm know. not I'm not a movie maker. No, neither am I. So it take was... you know everything with a grain of salt. But move, making movies is hard and <laughs> yeah. I've never made one. Absolutely, so right? you know, at what point am I punching down? You know? Bobby and Allison fuck on the outhouse floor? No thank you. No thank you. Right? <laughs> Absolutely not. Corey won't even bring his coffee into the bathroom. That's the bullet train no. to hepatitis, man. No fucking way. <laughs> that's my next album, The Bullet Train. <laughs> the Bullet Train to Hepatitis. <laughs> that's an awesome Volume album. 1. That's a great title. You can have that one for free. Yeah, I bequeath that one. to you. You can have that one, he says. <laughs> but Dina, you're writing a shit for him. Yeah, I got two ghostwriters now. <laughs> Kyle cock blocks him. He shows up at the... Well, and we also have some... What I guess some people, maybe, maybe not, would call excessive nudity. Because Allison takes her top off during this. And it's the... Obviously, it's a homage to, like, in the 80s, we just did this shit all the time and nobody cared. And now it's, I I guess, 2013, maybe, maybe still a little less enlightened than we are now. Now the question is, how much of this is the actress's you know, idea and okay with and what what pressure is put on them. Who knows any of that? I'm fine. I'm a connoisseur of breasts. I'm fine, mm-hmm. honest to God, never seeing breasts in a movie again. Just because, you know, I don't know. Who knows what kind of skeevy things are happening that the actress is being coerced and doing. I don't know. We're, we're you know a big I mean? titty fan. Yeah, so I'm a big I. titty fan. I am. <laughs> but, you know. I gotta say, titties never, there's never too much titties. But uh, All right, you're right. <laughs> you know, I, I definitely understand your concern. But I mean, in in today's day and age, like it's 2022, I feel like if if directors aren't doing everything to respect uh, an actress's concerns about her nudity, then she can make a huge stink about it and ruin his entire career. But this wasn't 2022. This was 2013. Which was still... We were kind of like just moving into the world we're in now. But at I still, that point. I still feel like you know, women in cinema for the last like couple decades. If been... somebody was like, "You're gonna be in a movie, but you gotta show your dick," I'd be like, "Hell yeah, dude! What do I do? <laughs> I What's know. my line?" I feel like women, women are a lot more uh, free with their bodies than they were back in the day, and they should be. <laughs> My goodness. I mean, yeah, I just, I I don't think, I'm in full support of the titties because I feel like if you're a female actress putting yourself out there, like, 
you know, especially in a horror movie, when you're when you're signing up for a horror movie, there's a very big chance that you're going to be asked to do that. And you don't sign on for a project like that unless you're comfortable with it. One would hope. Maybe it's just a thing I think. It's just a thing I think about sometimes. That's all. No big deal. I know. Yeah. Just a thing that crosses my mind. It's such a case by case basis. Too. Exactly. Yeah. And Kyle's, I mean, got a, Kyle's got a great line here where like Allison like quick gets dressed and comes out of the outhouse and he's like, "What are you doing in there?" She's like, "Shitting." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, I don't believe you. Let me in." And she's like, "What's your problem? Why are you so paranoid?" And he goes in the bathroom and she's like, "See, everything's fine." He's like, "Yeah, I don't see anything except Bobby's dick because Bobby's like hiding in the shower." That's pretty. Funny. You know, I I actually really appreciated that part based on like. There's this one time Corey and I were at a house party and all of us, for some reason, were just hanging out in the bathroom. And uh, this one girl, oh, yeah. <laughs> my, my friend, I won't name her because obviously weird. Good but girl. She she walked in the bathroom and she's like, I don't really care what you guys are doing. She sits down and just starts taking a shit in front of all of us. <laughs> I've never experienced that before. And like, yeah. God, God bless her. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> we all took selfies with cool. her and everything. Yeah, I feel like most people would be like, "Oh, what the fuck?" But I was like, "God damn, respect!" <laughs> like a kink is born. Yeah, <laughs> I respect that. Yeah, uh, and like it was like a mansion we were hanging out in too. Like we could have been anywhere, but we're all hanging out just in this beautiful like sauna bathroom, and she just comes in like, "Hey guys," plops herself down and just does her business. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So that part in the movie was relatable. <laughs> so Kyle gets pissed off. We assume because he thought he was going to hook up with Allison and Bobby has and he's mad about it. But Bobby jumps in with him. He's like, hey, I'll go with you. And it turns out he's maybe not mad that or maybe he's not jealous about Allison. <laughs> it turns out maybe he's jealous about because they're sitting there and they're talking. And then Kyle, this comes at first when I because I watch everything twice. I watch something. I watch a movie once just to kind of get the overview and then I'll watch it a second time when I take my notes and the first time I watched it I thought that this came way out of left field because he leans in and he kisses hey, pun intended he kisses but yes <laughs> he kisses Bobby and then Bobby's like whoa man what are you doing what the fuck and Kyle's like I'm not gay I'm not gay you're gay you lean oh into me God. you lean into me and it goes on for so long and I thought that Dude. was crazy out of place but on second watch when you know that's going to happen there are a lot of lines and moments he has throughout the movie yeah. that would lead you to that conclusion. Like, there's a part when they're playing and baseball, and he's like, hey, fun. Bobby, take your shirt off. And you don't think anything about it until later. You're like, oh, okay, he wanted to see Bobby without his shirt on. I get it now. Yeah, Dude, that scene, <laughs> okay, first of all, I thought that was, like, easily the funniest part of the movie. The truck? Yeah, when yeah. they're sitting in the truck, and he kisses Bobby... And he's like, Whoa, you looked at me. Yeah, he's like, you, look, you looked at me. At first, he's like, no, it was a joke, dude. And then he was like, he's like, you can, like, it zooms in on him and he's like tearing up. He's like, but you looked at me, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the yeah, poor so guy. He's doing the he's doing the closeted self-loathing kind of, you know, I'm not gay. You're gay. Fuck you, man. I'm not. You're the gay one. You kissed me, which is not your dream. Yeah. So he runs off into the woods all upset because he made his move on Bobby and... It didn't go very I well. honestly, that was my favorite scene. I mean, like, not because the poor guy was, like, sad, but right. just, <laughs> it was just funny. The timing was perfect. 
It's pretty funny, and the, and it's also unexpected. Like, in a movie yeah. that's kind of predictable in a lot of ways, I did not see that coming. So Exactly. Was I was not expecting that at all. And when it hit, I was like, hell yeah! <laughs> and then we have, so Bobby goes chasing after Kyle in the woods, and here we have what I feel like is a really useless red herring where Billy Club appears from the woods and, like, puts Bobby in a chokehold and chokes him out, and he falls unconscious. Which, given that it'll turn out that Bobby is the killer. I yeah. guess that's his subconscious or something. Question mark. Or something. Movie magic. Really, it's such an odd, but it, I mean, it's obviously a red herring to make us think that because, but it falls apart because why wouldn't he just kill him? Why is he not getting unconscious and then leaving him there? Why wouldn't he just kill him? Yeah. Yeah. It's to take well, Bobby when... out of the action for a couple minutes and make us think it's not him, but then he's just like hallucinating himself and then passing out i don't know it doesn't make a lot of sense but yeah well and there's there's a couple things in this movie that drive me nuts in the like you know horror tropes like the fact that when she's when she gets caught outside of his home base and she throws the gun and doesn't <laughs> think to pick it up before she oh, runs yeah. away that that pissed me off oh god i remember audibly saying so you're not gonna pick the gun up you're just gonna fucking run away which i mean if you're in that scenario, hell I guess no! You, you use... pick that gun up. Bop, 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 bop. You could use the whole "oh, too too afraid to remember it." No, nope. like nope. I don't know. And then and then later on, she smashes him in the head with that branch a bunch of times, and he's knocked out cold. She smashes him like ten more times. He's also wearing an umpire helmet. Shoot him! Yeah, <laughs> or you know, put, hey, the, put the branch okay. through his neck. The scene you're talking about. She's talking about the scene where okay. She knocks him out, he's on the ground, and she starts beating his helmet with a branch as if that would do anything. I mean, it knocked him he, out. He dropped his billy club, which is, it's got a blade at the end of it. It's got nails coming out of it. Like, bash him in the fucking neck or stomach or legs or any part that's not the helmet. Half of me was expecting her to pick that bat up, smash him in the face, and her being framed with all the murders in the end. That would be cool. Ooh, that, I like that. Right? We that just wrote right. the, we just wrote the alternate ending. Right? I'm just saying. But no, she fucking smashes him with a branch, tosses him in a pool, and he wakes up. <laughs> pool, lake, whatever. 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 Yeah, and then Kyle comes a sad Kyle running to the woods, comes across the pond. And for some reason, decides to go out in a rowboat to the middle of the pond. Yeah, well, why? I don't know what why? that was about. And then he falls in and finds Danny's decapitated head floating around. So now he knows which, it's bad news. Though Kyle's death, I will say, the special, the gore effects on that weren't too bad because Billy Club, Kyle's trying to fight him and he's useless and doesn't last too long. But Billy Club gets him down and smashes his face in Negan style with this fucking bat. And that, oh, one, that effect yeah. wasn't that bad. That wasn't well, a bad fake head. That was done very well. Yeah, absolutely. Props to them for that. Because there was like a close-up shot where like his fucking whole face is caved in. Mm -hmm. And like... That's uh, tight. Yeah, that looked really cool. Yeah, Allison has the has picked up the gun now and mistakenly shoots yeah, the guy who's following them who turns out to be yeah. a cop or a reporter or whatever the fuck he was. And he's got this... He's a cop, yeah. It's like, here, take my files. I've been trying to give you the whole movie. I, love, <laughs> I finally I love caught up to the movie. And he got out everything now. he needed to say. Yeah. 
But it's you managed to what, get out everything screenplay wise for what purpose? Because he's come to warn them about the thing they already know, and then he instantly dies. So he, if you removed his character from the movie completely, it changes nothing. Yeah, yeah. They definitely could economy and storytelling is all I'm talking about. And then the cop <laughs> that pulled them over, the low, the local townie sheriff cop or whatever, arrives on the scene, finds Kyle smashed in face, reaches into it. Pulls out like fingers full of viscera and smells it. For I what, sir? For what, sir? Yeah, right. I thought he was gonna fucking CSI I that shit. <laughs> but he smells it and he's like, "What did you learn he's from been that?" Dead for one hour. And then he looks around like he's like a bloodhound, like he's gonna track his scent. Yeah, as <laughs> if you just smelled parts of this man's brain matter, and from that, you know what direction the killer went. Like, what the fuck is? What are you doing? Yeah. I think this is just a thing he's into. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was in the Bloodhound gang. We don't know that. You never know. Maybe. He was their (laughs) drummer. He's got Uh. the umtis umtis. (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude. Allison finds. See, I'll get your references. You can't throw references at me and think I won't catch them because I will. Yo, dude, I'm such a huge Bloodhound gang fan. I'm so glad you did that. Oh my god, he doesn't stop listening to them. Not that it's a bad thing. <laughs> Allison finds his, like you said, his trapdoor lair and the crazy chain mechanism and brings the bodies up out of the lake, arranged as if they were on, on their bases that they... But man, like, you're trying to kill these people. You're taking time out of your day to swim out to the pond and yeah. take your last victim out there and, like, chain them up in this thing and then lower it. Like, it seems like a lot of work. And you don't even know if anyone's ever even going to see it. You don't know that Allison's going to find this. Nobody ever goes to this pond. No, this is solely for his benefit. It's a rural town. (laughs) Yeah. That's very feasible for a rural town. I, uh, my, my sister grew up in like a really, like a village in Alberta. And I spent a lot of my time out there growing up. And that part is definitely feasible to me. But it's still, like, that's a big project. For some loner psychopath to just do for himself, for like a for like shits and giggles. I mean, it's not shits and giggles. It's payback for emotional trauma. <laughs> but like, what's the plan? Is the plan is he's gonna kill all the people and have them all arrange, and then he's just gonna sit back and look at his I mean, the diorama anyone, he built. <laughs> I don't think anyone uh, doing that kind of thing expects to ride off into the sunset. So then he's just hoping that someone will accidentally find it one day. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. like a hundred years but... later. I, I noticed that, like, one of the bodies was straight up a skeleton. Yeah, the coach. I'm assuming that's the, the coach's body that yeah. he stole he from the grave, he probably. Killed, he killed the coach and the two teammates, like, 15 years yeah. earlier. How did he get the coach's body? Well, he probably dug him up. Wait, hang on, hang on. In the I'll, dugout. I'm just realizing this. They show the scene where the coach, uh, he was the one with the baseball bat shoved down his throat, right? Yeah, and, yeah. like, left in the dugout. Oh, the skeleton did not reflect that. How did he get that dude's body? Well. Did he? Okay. Well, they find, so the our gang never, finds like, the coach's empty grave. the body of that coach? Yeah, the gang finds the empty grave. And that's when they're like, oh, shit, Billy's back, or whatever. Oh, they found... okay. Yeah, yeah, he exhumed God damn, I should have I should have paid more attention. You green, greened out a little bit? <laughs> eh. <laughs> a little bit. But uh, Billy Club, Billy kills that sheriff cop guy, and then Allison beats Bobby up with his own 
or Clubs Billy takes the mask off. Oh God, it's Bobby. I'll give it this. Are, there's not a lot of slasher movies. The only one I can really think of is the first Scream, where the final girl has like gone to gone to Pound Town with the killer. Oh yeah, right. Without knowing it was them, like Sidney Prescott did that. That's yeah. the only other one I can think of. Um. Oh man, because yeah, now I'm thinking like behind the mask, Riza Leslie Vernon did. Did she bang that guy? Oh gosh, I don't remember. I don't think she did. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I'm struggling to think, and yeah, I think you're right. Like it's it's very rare for that to for that to happen. So that's kind of interesting. That's something. This director was definitely like he was trying to do something unique for the time, which is he said in in multiple interviews that I read, like he was really trying to bring like a '90s slasher feel that wasn't really tapped into at that time and uh, now it's really popular but back then it wasn't so it feels so weird to talk about 2013 or 2014 <laughs> it feels like and it was be like... like back way back then <laughs> yeah right god yeah so there weird. are uh, several times a week that i remember that i'm very old <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i'll look like it was just the 40th anniversary of creep show and like I'm not even forty, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so fucking old. Uh, that means that came out when I was three. <laughs> or even just thinking oh. like, because I, I remember like, oh, I'm going to see The Matrix in the theater. Boop boop boop. It's 1999. I'm going to live forever. That was yeah. 23 <laughs> years ago. Forever. Fuck me. <laughs> the Matrix right? came out 23 years ago. Yo, what was your first movie in a theater ever? I can tell you that it was either The Empire Strikes Back or nice. Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Yeah. one of those two. Solid first movie. Hell yeah! My... Mine, mine was the uh, the first Power Rangers movie. Oh sweet! Mine was Free Willy too. <laughs> I'm definitely Banger. older than you. <laughs> it, was, it was my birthday party, and I remember falling asleep in it, and my dad waking me up like, "Did you have a nice birthday?" <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Free Did Willy. I? <laughs> Did they save the Willy? Did they free Willy? Okay, my last name is Willis, so people yelled Free Willis at me a long time after that. Yeah, we're talking about Free Billy. Yeah, Free Billy! <laughs> yeah, hashtag Free Billy. Oh, hey, another thing I want to mention is uh, the title card. When they bring up the title, Billy Club, and it's like the baseball jersey font and its blood i thought that was like really cool yeah i like how that was done as well yeah i thought it looked and, really good and actually the uh the movie poster itself won an award the poster is pretty cool yeah the poster yeah. is dope the poster won an award so when that's you first cool when you told me about this movie on slasher i like looked it up on tubi and we were both like wow this looks really cool and then the acting started, and I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. He said, wow, this looks really cool. I said, this is going to be a shit movie. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're both right. Right? Yes. <laughs> We've been doing this a long time. And then my, my last note is, okay, apparently it wasn't the groundskeeper. It was the umpire that saved him from drowning. Because mm -hmm. I have ump oh. saved him from drowning. And he's wearing the same shirt. I don't know if this is on purpose or if I hallucinated or what. But when Bobby is in, we skipped a little bit. But when Bobby was arrested, 
earlier by the cop and thrown in the drunk tank or whatever. He's in there with this drunk guy who like assaults him kind of and tries to like choke him out. That that guy is wearing the exact same shirt for some reason as the umpire who saved him when he was a kid. Now, I don't know if that means it's supposed to be the same guy. And if huh. so, well, why? That's weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what? I noticed it, so I don't know if that's a, an accident or not. But On the umpire thing, the uh, the big... I know, sorry, this is like, I don't know if this is useful information at all, but the uh, the big uh, leather, like, breastplate that umpires used to wear, mm-hmm. the very first time that those were ever used was in 1907, and uh, he got audibly mocked during the game because people were like, he's a lesser man, like... Yeah, you pussy! <laughs> <laughs> He he actually uh people like he got a baseball to the face during that and people were cheering them on for like for hitting him. That's hilarious. So I don't know, random fact <laughs> that I thought was funny. Well, it was like how they Probably used to play crazy. they used to play football yeah. with just the little leather Well yeah, <laughs> they, they had the, the masks themselves were like they they'd been using those for a while before, but the first time they used like the body protection People were like, yeah, not stoked about what it. you want to keep those ribs. Yes. And then, yeah, the movie ends with Bobby or sorry, Billy, like committing suicide via batting cage. Like she locks him. Yep. Allison locks him in there and he's like, fuck it. I guess I'm done now. And like just stands there and lets the baseball machine pummel him to death, which is odd. <laughs> An honorable death. I guess. I mean, there's got to be quicker ways to go, though. I guess maybe he's punishing himself. I don't know, but he's I mean, taking one for the team, like the ump told him. Taking one take... for the team? <laughs> That's the perfect description of what that was. That would suck. What, yeah. a, what a horrible way to die. Well, I mean, like, he did do, like, a like while that was happening, he had a little flashback to, like, his uh, coach being like, you gotta be... Yeah, sometimes you, you need the... to sacrifice yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, they kind of did it. Yeah. But they didn't say take one for the team. <laughs> and that should have been the line. Yeah. There's also a long flashback of him when he was in the sanitarium that we kind of didn't even really need. Like, I get the gist. Like, he went away and yeah. designed his stuff and then escaped or got set free or whatever because he was part of some program of, like, rehabilitation or something that clearly did not Where work. Where they injected something into his fucking head? Like, Yeah, they never explained that either. I mean, they like, they showed us stuff and i think they're movie magic they're just letting us make up our own conclusions right or or i i just wanted to say that oh you... <laughs> i got nothing <laughs> i have i have nothing to say well, and that's thanks, it Corey. that's billy club uh an, a surprisingly okay movie it, yeah. yeah i mean i wouldn't go out For of my way is. to watch it again but but i wouldn't say no to watching it again yeah i mean i know a lot of people like me who just purposely seek out shitty movies i i would recommend this to people of all the shitty movies Corey and i have seen i would put this like at the top of the tier i'd put it out it's not even that it's only a little shitty yeah seven's a good one you know it, it didn't suck it was it was a good movie it's an okay way to it's an okay way to pass ninety minutes. I'll say that. If they yeah. had, if they had, had another twenty thousand dollars, it probably would have been another level. But you know, considering they made their fundraising goal, they got their sponsors, they did this all in one little town in Wisconsin. Actually, another fun fact: during the the baseball scenes, 
a lot of the kids that were playing baseball in like as and especially when the the child actors like the the actors who were portraying the main actors as children those were actually kids in like local little league baseball teams that they recruited from local schools that's cool yeah that makes sense that's cool yeah we want to put you in a movie you're not allowed to watch <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <laughs> no kidding but yeah, no, I just I thought that was a really cool fact that like they they actually like almost all of the actors were found locally and all the kids they used were from local high schools or junior highs, whatever. I just thought that was cool. Hey, I got a question for you. Okay. How do you come up because you said it's like random you just like pick a random movie. How do you come up with these titles? Like, how do you figure out what the next? That's title a fantastic is going segue because I was just about to say it's that time of the episode where I press the magic button to see what next week's movie, chosen completely at random for everything streaming, will be. Tell, real. So that's perfect your movie timing. Magic. Pressing the magic button right now. Movie magic. Next week's movie is Eat Locals from 2017. It is on Tubi and Pluto TV. So free places to watch it. Uh, I don't know what this is. It's a horror movie from the poster. It's a British um, vampire movie. Oh, you had me at British vampires. Starring Charlie Cox. Daredevil huh. himself. All right. Have you ever seen Dude Bro Party Massacre 3? Oh, my God. It's my favorite movie of all I'm time. I'm aware of that. I have not seen it. Dude. It, it's the best movie ever made. You need to... Okay, I will... I will watch that. There is no first or second movie, by the way. No, I figured it was like a Leonard Part 6 or something like that. So uh, Alex just looked up the cover for Eat Locals. I love it. (laughs) I might watch this. It looks like Lucifer, but B-movie. It looks horrible. I love it. I'm into it. I'm wondering if you're looking at the same thing, because mine is a... Let's see here. Guess who's coming to dinner. It's like a. It's oh, like a eat f- local. Yeah, that's that. Eat local. Eat locals is a different movie. Eat local. Oh, this one. Mine's got a fork coming down over a house. Yeah, Charlie Cox. Okay, it's time to feed. Okay. So that's, that's everyone's cool. homework for next week. Eat locals on Tubi from 2017, and that'll be next week. This is Charlie Cox too. It's the same one. Okay. Sometimes there's an S. Sometimes there ain't. That's weird. Yeah. Um, it could it could be under two different names. That happens a lot. A lot. Like uh, Encino Man. You know the movie Encino Man with Brendan Fraser? I do, I do. It's on Tubi, but it's under the name like California Man or yeah, something. Yeah, California like that. Man. Like what? What? Yeah. Uh, I wonder if Disney Plus, Plus sorry. Okay. Well but see, Canada has a different version of Disney Plus than we do. There's a lot that. of stuff on your Disney Plus that is not on our Disney Plus. <laughs> and it could be that it's also they might have changed the name for release outside the United States because outside the United States, no one knows that Encino is a town in California. So they just called it California Man. I did not oh, know that, no, but that is cool, no. cool okay. information. Even though I own the movie on VHS and DVD as Encino, Encino Man. Man. That's the only explanation I can think of <laughs> for why they would do that. Yeah, Corey, like he showed it to me on disney plus the other day and he was like isn't that that movie with brendan fraser i was like that's encino man what the hell <laughs> all in all i fucking loved this movie it's like a seven it was good 
It was definitely nowhere near as bad as some of the movies. He's made me watch movies like Clownado. <laughs> that was a wild trip. It had nothing to do with clowns and tornadoes. <laughs> I purposely seek out the worst movies ever. I just watched a movie called MILFs vs. Zombies. Awful. Amazing. <laughs> so awful. Well, I'm glad that uh, you were able to uh, be made aware of Billy Club and watch it for this and that you enjoyed it. Where can people find you, two lovely people, on your social medias and places like that? Starting with you, Poltergeist. You can find me on... Uh, I I usually send people to my YouTube channel, Poltergeist OD, space OD. Uh, OD stands for Obscene Division, the group I'm in. Uh, I send them there because I, when I write a song based on a horror movie, I edit the movies into lyric videos. So that like all my references, uh, all my bars are like emphasized uh, visually. Uh, I'm also on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Google Play, wherever you stream music. I'm there, Poltergeist OD. On all social medias, I'm Poltergeist underscore OD. I'm on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Slasher, TikTok. Basically, if you go on social media, you look up poltergeist underscore OD, you'll probably find me. Excellent. And you, ma'am? I'm 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 actually not a big social media person. I'm more of a behind the cameras, behind the scenes kind of girl. But uh, if you want to find me, you can find me at sock with sandals on Instagram. I have a slasher, but I don't really use it. But uh, I, I fully intend to start joining it a little bit more in the future. But uh, follow Poltergeist and you'll find me. Very cool. Everyone do that. Go check out his stuff. Find them. They are cool, lovely people. And I thank them for their time. I am, as always, at HeathLambert78 on Twitter. The show is at That's So Random P2. The show has an email address, That's So Random Pod at gmail.com for whatever you want to say to me. Even mean stuff. I don't care. <laughs> oh, the show is also so now weird. on. <laughs> Not on Instagram. Instagram is just for the baby, but I do. I did start a TikTok for the show. I'm an old man. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm on there. That is, I believe, just at That's a Random Podcast, probably. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm bad at Link this. I've done a lot of episodes. I'm still not great at this part. But is that it? Yeah, also Slasher. I think that's it. I want to thank you again for having me. This is uh, my first podcast ever. It's the first time anyone's ever invited me to do one. And it was really, this was really fun. I really enjoyed this and I really appreciate every moment of it. So thank you very much. Well, I'm very glad that you did. I'm glad we were finally able to get our schedules worked out. Uh, I would love to do it again sometime. I know it's tricky to get, yeah, scheduling is not uh, you know, always easy, but. You hit us up during one of the most busy weeks of our lives, so. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you made the time for me. I really am, and uh, oh, I will. Uh, happy to I would love to have you have you both on again in the future. So let's make that happen. Hell yeah! I'm Heck definitely yeah. down. Cool. Time Everybody, go listen to Poltergeist, <laughs> OG, and his badass horror rap songs. And I think that'll do it for this week. On behalf of myself. Corey, a.k.a. Poltergeist, OD, and Alex. Uh, have a great week, and we'll see you back here next week one more time for Eat Locals on Tubi. Possibly Eat Local, depending on where you live. It might have a different name, but...
It's got Charlie Cox. It should be too hard to find. <laughs> and that'll do Have it. Have a good one, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye.